Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We want you to know who you are and what you have in Christ. Don't keep this life-changing truths to yourself. Spread the word and share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. Listen and be blessed. I want to concentrate on the fact that Jesus already paid in full for your healing. It is in the redemption. It is in the redemption. He paid in full for it. He paid in full for it. He paid on the cross for it. Do not lose it. Let me take you on the subject of how to be saved. How can a person be saved? Because I want you to, and my goal is so that you will see that healing and salvation is the same. Healing and salvation is the same. How can a person be saved? When you go to the book of Romans chapter number 10, verses 9 and 10, he says, you believe with your, mouth, with your heart. You confess with your mouth. You will be saved. If you believe the Lord Jesus in your heart, and you confess him with your mouth, you will be saved. Therefore, if there is a crusade here, and there were 1,000 people, and 10 people, I mean, and 200 people rise up and say, we are giving our life to Christ and they make the confession. The question I have for you is this. Will God say, uh, today there are only allocations for 100 people to be saved? No. This, the, as many as believe him and confess with their mouth, they will be saved. If 100 give their, give their life, they will be saved. If a million confess him, they will be saved. I believe we'll be, we agree upon that. The, this, it, it, is follow, it follows clear court Bible principles. It is law. If you believe it and confess it with your mouth, you will be saved. Okay? I want you to know that the word saved that is used in that text is the word in Greek called zozo. Zozo is where you get the first square from, and the first square is talking about salvation, is talking about your prosperity, is talking about your health, and it is talking about your total package is the four, your, your deliverance is talking about all of them. The, that's where you get the four square gospel from. Therefore, zozo, is, it means to be saved. It is to be delivered from destruction. It is to be saved from sickness and from diseases. It is to prosper. It is to have health and peace of mind. That is what zozo means in Greek. Mm -hmm. um, let's now go to 
the root cause of sickness, the root cause of sickness in the book of Romans chapter number eight, um, five, verse number 12. Sickness, how did sickness come? How did sickness come? I want you to know that sin is what brought sickness. Therefore, just as sin entered the world, through one man, that is Adam, when Adam sinned, uh, 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 when, um, uh, just as sin entered through Adam, and through sin, death, and I hope you do know that sickness and disease is baby death. Death begins with sickness and diseases. You see, and death through sin. And in, and in this way, death came to all people because of sin. The, uh, the sin entered into the world, bringing sickness and disease. Death and ultimately leading to death. So when Christ came, he redeemed us from that. That needs to be understood. Moses lived according to Deuteronomy 34 verse number 7 for 120 years. I hope you do know that Genesis 6-3 says we should live for 120 years. Faith comes by hearing. You can... Uh, uh, what you see in Psalm 90 is not for you. That men should live for 70, 80 years. Even unbelievers today are living for, for 90 and more. I don't see why not a believer should not be healthy. At, at, at 120 years, Moses was healthy. He no, no, no weakness of any sort. It wasn't like he was being carried all over the place. He could still climb the mountain. I am praying for you that you will be vibrant in the name of Jesus Christ. In Psalm 103, verses 1, 1 to 3. Psalm 103, verse number 1 to 3. Healing and salvation, you will see them together. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalm 103, sorry, can you move it to New King James, sir? It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. It's one thing to get his benefits, it's another to get all. Healing is, like I just showed you, is the same word um, salvation is the same word as your healing. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and, and forget not all his benefit. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Give me two, please. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefit. Now look at three. Who forgives all your iniquities or sins which you saw in Romans chapter 5 verse number 17. 
that is where death began. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? So you see sin and disease on the same, in the same verse. It was there. And then when you come into the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, please make note of this, because if you don't get the word of God is medicine, and you need to know your legal right. You need to know your legal right. Isaiah was prophesying in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, 4 and 5, and then we will jump to um, 10. It says, surely... He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Our sorrows implying sickness and pains. He takes our sickness and pain. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitted, smitted by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. In other words, God crushed him for us. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah was seen. All of these sicknesses ahead. Look at verse number 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering to sin, an offering to sin, for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall, pro, he shall prolong his days. Look at this last line there. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Jesus went through all of these and was fully satisfactory to God. He paid in full. All of our sickness, all of our disease was placed upon him. And just in case for those who think it is uh, a spiritual thing, it was not. Uh, it was not. Jesus paid in full. John, 1 John 2.2, 2, he was the propitiation for our sins. Not ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. We are dealing with the legal basis of your health. That's why it is a right. Jesus earned it. It is not in the hand of God. It is not in the hand of God. God was fully satisfied. Sin was fully atoned for by what Jesus did. By what Jesus did. In the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 8, verses 16 and 17. The Bible says when evening had come, they brought to him many, many who were, who were demon-possessed, 
and they cast out the spirit with a word. Remember, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. And he healed all who were sick. And he healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled. That which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah was prophesying it. And I read it to you earlier in Isaiah 53. Saying he himself, watch it, took our infirmities. And bore our sicknesses. If Jesus took it. Took. You have no business keeping it. He took your sickness. I want you to know he took it. And that's why when Peter looked back, he said, with his stripes, we were healed, healed 2,000 years ago. We were healed 2,000 years ago. And scripture says, God was saying to, in the book of 3 John 2, he says, my beloved, I wish above all things that you may what? Prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So prosperity, understanding, grasping the things of God, the light that is thrown into your heart is what will determine what you can possess in this kingdom. Ignorance in the kingdom of God will rob, is robbing men and is making men to die before their time. It's making men to die before their time. Jesus healed all that were possessed, that were sick. He healed them. As many as were brought to him, Jesus healed them all. He healed them all. And he's still doing the same today. He is still doing the same. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's go to the book of Matthew 15, verse 30 and 31. Matthew 15, verses 30 and 31. Then great multitudes, not one multitude, but great crowds, great crowds, not just a small crowd, came to him having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the, the maimed, wow, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them all. He healed them he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, the blind seen, and they glorified God. And I speak to every one of you who is afflicted in one way or the other, whether you are maimed, whether you are deaf and dumb, those of you that cannot see, receive your sight. Those of you that cannot speak, I lose your tongue right now in the name of Jesus. Those of you that have been bedridden, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ. 
God, Jesus Christ is the same. He is the same. He healed them all. And there is no exemption. There is no exemption. He healed all their sick. He healed all their sick. In the book of Exodus chapter 15, 26, he said, I am the Lord that heals you. That word is referring to himself there as um, Jehovah Rapha. Let's look at a beautiful story that we need to, uh, um, let's, let's go to the book of, let's go to Jericho in the book of Joshua chapter 1. We'll be reading 1 to 6, uh, 1 to 5. Joshua chapter 1, one chapter five, 6, 1 to 5. Joshua chapter 6, 1 to 5. Now Jericho was secured, shut up. Because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and its mighty men of valor. Does that make sense? I want you to know that in this kingdom, God delivers things to us, but we must contend for it. Unless you go and you follow, you follow the principles that God gives you, unless you follow divine pattern, there are healing laws. There are laws that guide healing. There are faith principles that if you do not follow, you will miss it. God said, look at Jericho. Look at their great men. Look at even their fortified wall. I already gave it to you. You shall march around the city. Uh, you know the rest of the story. It's, it gave them instruction. March around it once a day. And on the, la- on the, on the, sev- on the, on the seventh day, march around it seven times and shout. I'm not dealing with Jericho. I'm dealing with the fact that for you to possess your health, there are principles that God has given. If we don't follow that principle, it will not be up to God. And one of the principles I want you to know today is that Jesus prayed for it. And because Jesus prayed for it, and I want you to also know it is in the will of the Father. That's why Jesus paid for it and it became acceptable. Going to the Father who already given you health and saying, God, I'm begging you to come, and he- to come and heal me is to make God the one who has given you ill health. That's one of the reasons a lot of believers, they are begging God, Lord, come and heal me. Lord, come and heal me. He keep reminding you, you were healed 2,000 years ago. I want your mindset to shift. I want you to know that the death of Jesus, the suffering of Jesus was not in vain. And those who are asking you to be begging God, they are saying that Jesus did nothing. They are making Jesus a liar. I'm even wondering, because there are so many crowds begging God, let's beg God, let's beg God. Maybe if 200 more people, maybe if 1,000 people, they are begging God. God has been satisfied in full. It has been fully paid for your help. But you have to contend. You have to fight. You have to stand your ground. 
You have to receive the adversary and he will flee from you. I think I need to still take you back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 24. Is it 24? Um, Deuteronomy 24, uh, 2, verse 24. Forgive me. Deuteronomy 2, verse 24. Deuteronomy 2, verse 24. Rise, take your journey. Cross over the river Ammon. Look, I have given into your hand Sihon, the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it. Huh? I've given it to you. Begin to possess it. And engage him in battle. This is what I'm calling you to do. I'm calling you you to engage, to engage the devil, possess the devil of your health. Stop begging God. He has done his part. God was in Christ. When Christ came and God died for you so that, so that you can have what God wants for you, why are you begging God again? By begging God, let me tell you what you're doing. You are saying Jesus didn't do what he ought to do. And you are saying God is a liar. That's why a lot of people are not getting the result. The Bible says in the book of Numbers, God, Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man to repent. When God says he has done something, don't say he hasn't done it. Don't make him a liar. God is not a liar. With his stripes, second, uh, 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 with his stripes you were healed. With his stripes you were healed. First Peter 2.24, you have been healed 2,000, 2,000 years ago. God will not do for you what he has equipped you to do for yourself. God will not fight the battle he has equipped you to fight for yourself. You are the one who must contend for your health, and I want to beg you, fight for your health. Don't fight physical fight. Fight, spiritual fight. James chapter 4, verse number 7. Submit to God, resist the devil, he will flee. If you don't, if you don't resist the devil, it's an act of war to resist the devil. Ephesians 4, it tells you that you must be angry. You must fight with anger. You must fight with anger. Serious anger. If you don't fight with anger, the devil is not, um, uh, if I just do my part, I just um, leave me devil, just leave me, just leave me. I just go under the radar. <laughs> you are dealing with a spirit being. Praise God. Let me look at quite a few reasons why people are not getting healed. Because I want to answer your questions, I want to give you a few reasons why I can give you maybe about 50 points if you want, but I will just stop it at a few points here. Number one thing is ignorance. Number one is ignorance. A lot of people do not know. And because 
In the old covenant, people begged God. People offered sacrifices. They come into this new covenant, and they want to do the same thing. The sacrifice that was offered is Jesus, and it is sufficient. There is no more sacrifice to be offered in the new. We are to mix our faith with what Jesus has done. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 2. The same word was spoken to us as well as unto them, but they did not mix it with faith. Ignorance in this kingdom is robbing a lot of people. That's why you must renew your mind. You must change the, your understanding. The, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed because of knowledge. This is why we're bringing you this knowledge, this teaching. It is contrary to what many of you have learned. I am not, God, God is not interested in your begging. You can beg from here to kingdom come. If you don't meet the conditions, it is not in God's hand. It's not that God is in heaven, he's now saying, ah, look at that sister. Oh, okay, she has cried long enough. Okay, let her be healed. No. It is because a lot of people are ignorant, and so they are applying human methods. God is spirit, and your human method wouldn't move him. Number two, addiction, um, abdication of your own responsibility. When you abandon what God has asked you to do, People, you see, it is convenient for us to pass the book. If God wants it, God will do it. I think that's another subject we'll get into. It's God. I mean, God has said, I have healed you. God has said, resist the adversary. You, but because you and I, we abandon our responsibility, we want to put it back at the feet of God. If God will just be merciful, if God will just be, he will just heal me. And so you will, people will find all kinds of testimonies, many of which really you don't have the whole story. Many of it is testimony. It's, it, it, you can see when if the people will really tell you the full story, it lacks the full depth of, of scriptures. God will not violate his word. Always remember that. He will not violate his word. Number three. Oh, it is because people have alternatives. I mean, you've got your medical medical card. I mean, you can go to the, you can buy medications. Um, you know, uh, and so, you know what is the the the, the fact these days is oh health uh, health food this one that one. Let me tell you, the real you is spirit. And whatever you don't get in the spirit, if you want to get spiritual thing in the flesh. You are exposing yourself to danger. You are exposing yourself to danger. You are exposing people, uh, they have alternatives. And like I, I remember a question or so that somebody asked on set sometimes ago, God doesn't have no plan B. Jesus is his option for you. Don't reject, don't, don't be looking at another. Once you are looking for alternatives, you are going to miss the Lord. Number four. Incapacity to switch into the spirit realm. The real you is spirit. All your blessings are in the spirit. All your wars are fought in the spirit. And the, your key to entering into the spirit realm is, is the word. The word that I speak is spirit and their life. 
And so death and life is in the power of your mouth. If you don't know how to switch and receive what is yours from the spirit, you will not have it on earth. The spiritual controls the physical. What you have gotten in the spirit, no devil can take it from you on earth. And so you must win your battles in the spirit. You must make your presence felt in the spirit. This, is the, this actually is the backbone of it. In the book of Romans chapter number 8, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ, who do not walk after the flesh, who do not do things naturally, but they do it according to the Spirit. Quickly, people begin to think about their behaviors and these. It is talking about your capacity to stop operating in the flesh. Faith is spirit. Flesh and spirit, they don't mingle. You've got to speed switch to the, to the, to the sixth realm You've, and, and leave the, the, the five senses and go into the spirit realm and take your stand. And take your stand. If you are going to rest, it will keep him in perfect fit, peace. Isaiah 26 says, him whose heart is stayed on him because he trusts in him. You have to fix your heart. Fix it in the word. Fix it, fix it, fix it. But people don't want to. They don't want to pay the price. And so they quickly go and pop a pill. And the pill comes with a lot of side effects. I mean, friend, there is a price to pay. That's the price to pay. They can, the people don't switch into the realm. Number five. Hmm. People are busy begging God. They are begging God. They are fasting. They are pleading. They are doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. Most of those things, they are a rejection of Christ. That's why I'm showing you this is your right. Take it. It's up to you to take it. The woman with the issue of blood was an outcast in society. She should not mingle. But when she got desperate after 12 years, she didn't care. She, 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 she touched the hem of his garment. It wasn't that he was just standing and the hem of his garment was open. There was a lot of crowd. That woman pressed through. She must have been smelly. But why did she touch the hem? The hem was right there on the ground. She must have crawled there. She was desperate. I see too many people who are casual about their health. They are casual. It's like, Lord, heal me now, otherwise, hey, I've got an alternative. While they are praying that God should heal them, they are calling their doctor. Like I said, people have too many alternatives. <laughs> they are begging God rather than taking it by force. I think that's the correct word. We should take it by force. I think Matthew eleven twelve says, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violence takes it by force. I'm praying that what belongs to you, you will not tolerate the devil from robbing you of it. You will say enough is enough. Enough is enough. 
When you are tired of being tired, what is yours will, will surface. Number six. Lack of anger and lack of seriousness. I have covered that indirectly. Lack of anger, lack of seriousness. You see, when they put people in the intensive care unit in the hospitals, it is so that they can concentrate and monitor that person. When your case is serious, you need to cut off everything else and concentrate. How long will you be in the intensive care unit? I mean, you know when your case becomes, when everything becomes life. If you can take life seriously like that. I mean, students, students when exam is approaching, they cut off everything. They concentrate. I wish they would just concentrate a little more all year, or do, during, during the semester. And they will need no, they will sleep through, through, the, through the exam. But no. It's only when trouble comes, they go to an intensive care unit. When the exam is over, they want to go and do their uh, playing of hoops. That's the same attitude people have with their health. That's the same attitude. Let me tell you this. You call it a headache. <laughs> Gradually, it grows into something else. And many other things come up. And before you know it, they are now giving you a time limit. Who speaks and it comes to pass when the Lord has spoken it? Every word of men, I declare them null and void over your life. You will live, you will not die. Those who say that you will die at a particular time, they will see you celebrate your children's children in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's stop living by sight. Let's stop. Get angry. Get angry. Get angry. Get angry. Resist the devil and he will flee. Get angry. Number seven, wrong teaching. For instance, some say healing passed with the apostles, with the disciples of Jesus. When they died, healing passed. Well, John, I mean, Apostle Paul wasn't one of them, and yet God did a lot through him. And it says, we were all sent to go and make disciples. The same grace upon, every, upon those disciples rests upon you if you are a disciple. And what makes you a disciple is that you continue in his word, according to the book of John chapter number 8, verse number 31. If you continue in his word, then you will, verse 32, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You cannot be a disciple just saying, I'm a disciple. When last did you even, did you continue in the word? Did you continue? You were continuing flipping TV channels, yes? You know all the politics. When last, when last did you soak yourself in his word? This is the letter with your name on it. No, it's not a priority. Oh, you go, people will go and pick some things on, on social media, and that's the basis of their faith. Wrong teaching. Too many wrong teaching. If it be the will of God. If it be the will of God. Wrong teaching. Wrong teaching. Begging God. Wrong teaching. Fasting, fasting, fasting. Fasting is very good. I'm a fasting man. But fasting misused is like you're turning the gun at your own head. Fasting does not change God. It is you that it is meant to change. And unless that thinking changes in the body of Christ, a lot of people are perishing. Gather people to fast, a crowd. I've told you, James 5, 16, 
the effectual fervent prayer of one man avails much. You don't need a crowd. Number eight. Living sinful life. Living sinful life. He that breaks an edge, Ecclesiastic 10.8, the serpent will bite. You are the one who opens the door. You cannot be living in adultery, in immorality. God will forgive you. Let that be settled. But let me tell you, Satan will deal with you ruthlessly. He will mess you. Your reputation will be messed. You, you, he will dump all manner of sickness and diseases upon you. It will render you impotent. And so many Christians are dying before their time, living recklessly, so getting drunks, getting drunk, having wrecks. I can't over-talk about that. Living right is for self-protection. Romans, Romans 6.16, whom you lend yourself as servant to obey is your master. Whether of sin unto death, sin unto death, Death begins with sickness, I told you earlier. The junior brother of sickness is, is, is uh, of death is, is sickness and diseases. If they are brothers and sisters, they are twins. Number nine, unbelief. You don't need more faith. You need to, you need to staff your unbelief. You need to f- staff your fear and build your faith. Oh, yes. God said, if you have faith as tiny as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved. But when you have unbelief, it counterbalances and neutralizes your faith. You don't need more faith. The faith you have is the faith of God. Galatians chapter 2, verse number 8, it says, you are saved by grace through faith, and that grace, that grace, that even that faith is not of your own. The faith you have is the faith of God. So you don't need any more faith. What you need is to, is to remove the unbelief. You remember that, that young boy with the epilepsy, epilepsy, epilepsy that, that, that is, uh, the disciples couldn't handle? And so they brought him to Jesus. Jesus brought the brain. Jesus turned to them. He says, oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long am I going to be with you? The issue was their faith. The issue was their faith. And so when in the end he said, this thought goes not but by prayer and fasting. We people form doctrine. Before you cast out some demon, you need to fast. If it is a big demon, you need to fast longer. The issue in that case is the, story, is the case of their faith. You need faith. You need fasting to deal with your faith so that your unbelief will be flushed out. So that you become so Christocentric, so, so what the word says, so dominates you that you don't even remember any other thing. You need, you need that. Number nine. I already told you, unbelief that neutralizes your faith. Okay, I'll give you one more. Faith without work is dead. If you have declared it, act on it. If you have spoken the word, you don't go back to bed and you are snoring. Oh, bring me food. I can't get up. 
Where is your work? Can you, can you put a leg to your faith? It's a dead faith when you don't put it to work. It's a dead faith. It's a dead faith. Mm. I'll still add one more. That 11. Adherence to human tradition. There are too many sacred cows and systems that the church has built. And one guy said, if you want to heal the sick, do the opposite of what the church asks you to do. Do the opposite. Did you hear me teaching you about anointing oil, about handkerchiefs, about this? Because the church wouldn't. They just want to transfer the liability upon you. You carry God inside you. Switch into the realm. You have what it takes. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Colossians 1, 27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I've come to declare concerning you. Christ is in you. Christ is in you. The you, the Christ in you needs to manifest. And you can live above sickness. You can live above infirmity. Let the Christ in you come out. I want you to say to yourself a thousand times, Christ is in me. I've got to live his life. What Christ will not allow, I will not allow in my body. Oh, I stand here. Christ is in me. I'm just repeating it so that you can keep repeating it. Christ is in you. See it in your mind. Christ is in you. All the things you used to do, all the places you used to go, that you, will Christ go there? Where, can you imagine Christ going to the medical center? He will go there and heal people. That's what you are going to do. Never again will people will be, 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 be using you for practice. You, you, go and heal the sick. Go and set the captives free in the name of the Father and of the Son. And I break the power of every infirmity that is troubling you, troubling your household. I release